Hello and welcome to the Adapted Hoops podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Curry. Thanks for joining us. Uh, today with me, I'll have guest host Rob Gilchrist in to discuss some rumblings and rumors from around the league and offer our opinions. So without further ado, let's jump in. Again, without intro music, um, our, uh, so we'll, we'll try and sort something out for that, but... It's not bad. We'll, yeah. we'll work on it. It's a work in progress. Anyway, so yeah, let's, let's get stuck into it. Over the last sort of, I guess, 48 hours or so, there's been a fair bit of chat, chatter around the uh, NBA and moves and potential moves now with um, Paul George seemingly wanting out of Indiana, electing that the LA Lakers would be a, a point of destination for his free agency in 2018. Indy then sort of on the on their heels, maybe trying to work out a trade to see if they can get anything before that sort of happens. Um, the other one that's now been put into the spotlight once again, the Chicago Bulls, Jimmy <laughs> Butler. Yes. Do you want to elaborate any uh, on that, Rob? Everybody is apparently throwing the hat in the ring for Jimmy from obviously the Celtics to the Cavs mm-hmm. now as well. I mean, why wouldn't you? He's probably one of the best 15 players in the league and he would potentially take the Celtics, for instance, and maybe give them that little bit extra. Um, yeah, well, I think that Jimmy should be playing for the Bulls because I love the Bulls, but mm. he's at that age where he might need to be moved on to join a contender and help try and push them up, at least into the same. Now, okay, the reason, ish. yeah, the reason uh, is the reason why you're saying that is because there's no bright prospects on the horizon for the Bulls, and they just need to sort of hit the reset button or. Are you sort of speaking from Jimmy's perspective that he should, although he seems like a pretty loyal guy, he wants to win now and he's entering the prime of his career and the Bulls maybe, like, they don't have any assets at the moment to sort of contend with the, the you know, the Cavs at the moment or the Warriors or even the Celts and a few other teams, Wizards, oh, look, that kind of thing. You put the Bulls on TNT, they compete with everybody. But I don't think they're going to get too many TNT games next year because no, they're pretty terrible. Not, well, not team, terrible. Not but. terrible, but with the team they've got, they can't compete. Mm. So where I'm leaning towards is I hate blowing teams up. I get very loyal to my guys mm-hmm. from, you know, to the number one player down to like your 12th and your 13th sort of pick. There's still like a love you feel for your players. But in this case, for the Chicago Bulls, Jimmy won't have any more value than he does right now. That's correct. That's true. Because then you get stuck in a mellow situation. That's exactly right, which <laughs> is not mellow for anybody, um, which is terrible. But And you mm. see what it does. It flounders a team. Yeah. Um, but let's not digress. Nope, let's not digress. <laughs> let's let's move forward. Brighter futures, remember? Thank you. Um, so I could see... I don't really know... The one that makes sense to me, unfortunately, is Boston. Well, because they've got... So because they've assets. got the assets. I know the Cavs are chasing them and they're going to have to get like a third team involved even to try and make a move. I would not like to see the Bulls get stuck with Kevin Love. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think that he is the way we need to go. He's not younger and more athletic. If we're going with our Garpax's famous line, which they they really did really push hard towards Dwayne that. Wade. Dwayne Wade. Uh, Rondo. Um which I don't hate Rondo. At first, I was really upset, 
but with Dwayne Wade, I want him off the books. Yeah. But that's well, a personal thing, uh-huh. of course. Yeah, he is obviously no longer in his prime. He is not going to be the one that probably brings anyone to the promised land now. No. And he is just demanding as much money as he can. Yeah. Um, because Which, his name is Dwayne Wade and he has three rings and he still thinks that he holds value. Which, maybe to a team he does, but not 23 or one and a half million or whatever no. it was that he was earning last year. No, it's and again this year. Well, yes. Um, and that's where the the allure of him playing with Jimmy Butler was the whole reason he went to Chicago as well as... Two Marquette guys. Yep, two Marquette guys. Thank you. Um as well as obviously getting the paycheck that he never really got because he always sacrificed his pay at Miami mm. to be the team player. But that's Garpax, uh, that double-headed monster, is nowhere near as crafty no. or as good as Pat Riley. Pat Riley, no. He, Pat Riley will run rings around them every day of the week. Yep. But if we get rid of Jimmy, obviously one of the reasons D-Wade is there is now removed. So that's an opportunity as well that maybe he goes, well, I don't really want to be here. Maybe I just want to take a a minimum or like a pay cut and go play for a contender because maybe I do want another ring. Yeah. What about, so you don't have any any feels for the narrative about him returning home and sort of like doing work in the community and is this more of like just a, a basketball conscious speaking on your behalf and saying that it's not the best interest for the Chicago Bulls to continue with... Dwayne Wade because well, it's not going to yeah. be successful on the court type thing. Also, they were probably he was probably hoping that another. I mean, you had Rondo, but like that's not really going to be. I mean, Rondo's okay, but he's not really you know in the elite category for point guards in the in the league anymore. No, you know, defensively he's he's dropped away. His passing and his his IQ is still there, but he's not a shooter, as everyone knows let him shoot threes all day over just about anyone in the league. Well, that's it. And that's where, like, the Bulls, they have a chance to press the reset button with trading Jimmy Butler. Like, mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler is an adequate three-point shooter. He's not a great three-point shooter. Yep. So, say, getting the number three pick, for example, the Bulls will have the chance right there if they want to replace Jimmy, like, straight up, with, like, a younger kid who's come through the system knowing the importance of threes and having worked on that a lot earlier, for mm-hmm. example. The so defense like a, isn't going to be there. Yeah, a scoring option like Tatum or something maybe? or Tatum or... Um, Jackson. Jackson Josh would Jackson. probably be the two that you'd think of, and I'm probably leaning probably more towards Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, in saying that, I follow the Chicago Bulls. I'm not just going to take anything, which is what the rumors were. Like the Bulls were going to get Okafor and the number three pick, for example, oh, when the list deal was happening between Philly and Boston. And that if that been had a happened, disaster. I would have been very upset. Mm. Um, thank God it hasn't. And I actually hope that what I would love to see personally is that Boston still realize this number three pick hold a lot of value that they can trade back again and maybe split it into a couple of picks. And then if they offer that up and a player to the Bulls, I'd be much happier if they were able to get, like, pick... Well, I'm going to use the Kings here, which is fool's gold anyway, because it's not going to happen. But if they did that and got picks five and ten for pick three, and then the Kings definitely get De'Aaron Fox, who they love, then they could throw picks five and ten and Crowder 
at the Bulls, mm. and then the Bulls have Crowder, but then they've got 5, 10, and 16 all yeah. of a sudden in the first round of a very like good draft class. I mean, that, that is optimistic. It's very optimistic. That hinges... I mean, the, who knows? The Kings can do absolutely anything. <laughs> As and, they've proven. Uh, and, yeah, we just don't know exactly what's going to happen there. So, you're saying that if Jimmy goes, you want to hit the reset button and get future assets like draft picks, young players, and then kind of like rebuild from there. It's the only way to go. And do they then overhaul more players on the roster? So, you know, they've got Dwayne Wade. You want him obviously cut. Hey, Rondo, look, what's going to happen with him? You've Rondo, got Lopez. There's, there's a few. Well, that's it. Lopez is cost-controlled. Rondo's on like one more year, so why not just use him? Um, if you were to manage to convince Dwayne Wade to opt out, that's all of a sudden... A lot of money, which you can now throw at a free agent. Well, the only way that Dwayne Wade will probably opt out is if it's a better situation, so more of a chance for him to win. Yeah. He obviously still wants his money, and I think it's it's very hard for him to sort of say no to that money that he's got there. He's got his three chips, unless something like really, really appealing comes up, is he just going to then go... I'm just going to leave this money on the table and, and disappear. Well, look, I see him sticking around. Mm. I see him hanging around for one more year and then he's out. And then he'll go and, you know, but if he'll go to LA, yeah, one of those teams. Maybe. Um, but if that does happen, is that not necessarily a bad thing? Because if they get these a bunch of young prospects with trading Jimmy, is Dwayne Wade not a, a great sort of mentor figure for these guys to sort of play alongside learn some of his work ethic and, and habits and that kind of thing. And he is like a a leader within the locker room. And then, as you said, one year after, he's kind of gone, and then the team is kind of like pushed to them. Well, that was the thing. With him at Miami, he was actually fantastic with the younger kids coming through. In the Obviously, Chicago last year, there were some issues. Um, so what has me concerned is that, like, you know, is he just going to stand, stand in the locker room and just turn around and blame the kids? I don't. I don't think that he's necessarily going to do that unless, well, we do know that there, there was obviously like tension, tension, like (laughs) friction. The coach was brought into a lot of things that obviously the, you know, the general manager and the basketball operations manager and, and even up to the, the owner and stuff like that. There was, there was question marks throwing, thrown around and flying around everywhere, left, right and center. So, I mean, yeah, Chicago is a, is a very interesting team at the moment and the dynamic and and everything surrounding it then to counter that if you're saying that that you would prefer him to go well if he goes to prefer to get the the picks and that from from the celtics but you're saying that they might even want to split that again are the celtics because they don't they're just stockpiling assets they've got they've already got talent on the roster and they have like draft picks for the next like four years yeah or crazy like that. amount now that they've got the uh, the Lakers pick from uh, Philly next year, plus and they've already got the Nets pick, plus they'll have their own pick. They've they've got yeah, yeah. picks galore. Yeah, the, how many assets can the team actually have before they need to start like locking in on players? I mean, well, that's IT where comes out of contract next year. If, and if I'm them, I'm stockpiling those assets because I think they've also got New Orleans. Uh, pick as well, like in twenty twenty one. Yeah, like, like it's way down the track. What I would be doing is I'd be stockpiling those picks because am I better off like number three picks like still four and a half million dollars a year or something like that? 
Oh, it may have even gone up now. Um, or it's higher. Would you be better off doing that, or would you be better off like getting Gordon Hayward? Well, if they could get Gordon Hayward, that would be well. That's awesome, it. That's because they don't have to I give would... anything up for it. Exactly. I think that they are sort of like sort of because Boston seemed to be in every single trade discussion because of all the assets, and then people are like, "Well, they want to compete now." They've got a good enough team that they had the number one seed in the East. They obviously aren't better than the Cavs because LeBron still shows that he is the best Yeah, uh, in the East. And then uh, are they sort of stockpiling these picks so that they can make a big play at someone, say, Anthony Davis when, you know, because New Orleans, Drew Holiday is a free agent this year. Yep, yep. Will he re-sign? I don't Who know. Who knows? Dallas are looking at him apparently. <laughs> yeah. And then they've got Boogie Cousins for another year. And then he'll obviously be demanding some dollars. Yeah. And Anthony Davis is locked down for another three years or something, I think. Because he signed that big contract extension yeah. the year before last, wasn't it? So, Which was um, heavy on incentives. So it's actually quite a well-cost-controlled uh, yeah. uh, contract as well. But then, you know, if our Boston sort of saying our big push for you know, uh, a grab is not going to be this year. Is it going to be next year or the year after? Because they're sort of watching LeBron's situation and sort of saying, you know, are we maybe not quite good enough to get over the hump now, but in a year's time when Jalen Brown becomes that little bit better, you know, Isaiah will probably pay if, if we sort of keep him. Yep. And then are they looking to get that other big asset along with our Horford, and even in free agency, are they even able to get someone like Gordon Hayward? Who knows? There's just that many different options that seem to be... And that's the thing with Danny Ainge, flexibility. Mm. And he's kept it rather than just locking down the roster like... And what we were saying before with like the Cavs, for instance. Over the next three years, as their roster stands, they're only going to save something like $3 million, even though they're losing like all these people off their roster because there's just no flexibility. Um, which then, of course, they're looking at Paul George, who said, I want out of Indiana, and he would be a year rental because he's dead set, wants to go back to LA. Um, and I have like question marks on the fit with the Cavs, for example, if they end up moving Kevin Love out and replacing him with Paul George. One, that will give them flexibility in a year, but two, I feel like you're going to have two players who don't really want to play at the four spot. Like, I know LeBron can and does yeah, but physically he can i mean what toll will that take on his like cybernetic robotic body but two like paul george refuses to well i think that paul george likes to spend most of his time on the perimeter whereas lebron obviously he has improved his three-point shot now and, and later on in his career he's obviously sort of like thinking if i take less hits in the paint then and and take more shots outside maybe i'll get a couple more years in the league because of it but the way that it the 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 um game has opened up and less people are stacking the paint and sort of spacing the floor he's not taking as many hits in that sense or if he is he's the one that's steamrolling people like he's not getting he's not getting sort of like stick checked by a shack or you know big guys in the yeah in the paint at them anymore like it's kind of well, the NBA's gone away from that almost, you know. You're better off benching your big guys now. Well, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, if you're if you're going for that sort of like run and gun pace yeah. and space kind of thing. Um, 
like you always want to have a, at least one sort of rim protector, but that's not necessarily like your big guy that you just no. sit in the sits in the lane and doesn't do anything. Like you know the the, the guys that are valuable, obviously Golden State, you know Draymond is that kind of thing. But then you got Houston that's like Clint Capella and and these kind of faster guys that can get up and down the court. Yeah, exactly. They can test shots, but they're not necessarily like there to you know d up in the post because there's not many post-ups in the in the game anymore so um lebron he may sort of say if it is only a year rental or they sort of say if paul george goes there he, he might be like i'll go one year where i sort of play at the four see how it goes and if it doesn't work then who knows the team could blow up because there's there's rumors that lebron wants to leave potentially anyway or that he might have more attractive offers elsewhere Paul George might just go, I'm just going to go to LA. I want to go home. They've got a young nucleus and that could be a successful venture there anyway. I mean, Kevin Love for Paul George is is the rumours that are going around at the moment. Indiana apparently want more um, than just that. But yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting situation. Well, it is. And um, everybody is like, throwing the hat in the ring with these with these big free agents that are coming up like the wizards are now chasing paul george too because obviously they do need to upgrade the team but i would have thought it'd be more about their bench yeah i mean if you're any contending team to be fair you should potentially think about going after one of these guys. I mean, it's hard to, to sort of say, oh yeah, we'll just go after Paul George or Jimmy Butler. But you have to have assets to be able to give up to be able to get that because the Pacers aren't just going to be like, oh, well, we'll just give him up for a first round draft pick and, you know, the Wizards might... I mean, who do they who do they even have to be able to give up to get that? Well, you're really looking at like Otto Porter... But the, he is, he's a free agent, so they're going to have to re-sign him. They would have to sign and trade. Yeah. Yeah. Which, would he do that? Maybe. It depends on how much money they offer. Yeah, which, I mean, I think he's going to get paid. He's, he's shown his value. But then they've got, like, Gortat, uh, Morris, Oubre yeah. Jr., well, Indi- who's probably come along okay, a bit Indiana slower. have they have Miles Turner. They so, do. And they also still have Al Jeff Jefferson. on their books yep. as well. Um, I don't think that they need a big man. I think that they, if they're going to replace Paul George, they need a wing scorer. Yeah. Which or the other one is Jeff Teague is just out of contract. Will he re up with them? Well, and, and then uh, or they do they yeah go into that sort of guard realm? Well, that's where um, I also was reading Lance Stephenson, maybe the one pushing the ball up the court for them next year. And Sorry. that is a. Lottery team easily. Well, well, look, it is, but he's got value somewhere in the system. I I couldn't tell you where it is, but he's definitely got value somewhere there. I think Teague sticks around. I don't see why he would leave that situation. Mm. I do think they need to clear out a couple of other pieces. I think Otto Porter would be a fantastic addition, like teaming him up with Miles Turner. Um. I think makes sense in terms of like a bit of a semi rebuild. Yep. Um, like if you're going to lose George, don't let him play it out. You've got to like turn him into something because he is guaranteed gone. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when you sort of talk about uh, Washington as a potential suitor, 
what what are they so that you, you if they re-sign Otto Porter, do they they'd have to obviously throw in at least a one or two draft picks, and then do they have anyone else that they can really offer for him? I mean, who who are the other who are the other sort of teams? Would he, would he want to to move? Oh, I guess he probably wouldn't have a say in it. Indiana would just try and flick him for whatever they can get. But yeah, um, are they looking at Eastern Conference or Western Conference? Well, I mean, he's going to move into the Western Conference anyway. I don't mm. think if he's going to be in the Eastern Conference for one year, it's really the end of the world for them. Yep. Obviously, pl- teams don't like trading their players to other teams in their conference. Mm-hmm. Um, he's leaving there anyway, so one year I don't think it's going to make a difference with the situation that Indiana are in because, like you said, they're a lottery team for sure. Absolutely. Um, which isn't a bad thing if they can manage to get some good young pieces because then they're just going to build it back up again. I mean, I'm not saying blow it up, but I'm just saying they just need to sort of pivot where they're going. Well, I mean, Indiana have to make moves regardless, it seems. Whether or not it's before the season or during the season, I think that that his value right now is almost as good as it gets unless the season starts and he start and he's like averaging 30 points and well, he's that's just like it. give me the ball give me the ball and then and some team's going to yeah and Larry and Mc, Mc, coach McMillan might just be like we're just going to feature him throughout for everything we're going to be a uh, you know lottery team when what's the point in maybe making the playoffs this year we've got miles turner if we can get a couple of more young assets keep our pick maybe look to rebuild that way um if you were which other teams would you think should be looking at not not necessarily trading for paul george but just trading in general is is there any other teams that you think because we've spoken obviously about boston seem to be in every trade discussion yeah you can't help it boston and indiana uh, almost seemingly have to or are being forced to to be put into that situation because their their two sort of star players are either unhappy or wanting to leave or you know they they just need to move on is there other teams that you think that should be looking at you know trading or um, is is the main way that people are building now is it sort of like through free agency and signing players uh is there still you know well i think the one that i think is like the oh, I'm just going to sound terrible. Snake in the grass that no one's really <laughs> paying much attention to, but it's still in everybody's back of their mind. Is Miami? I think Pat Riley's super crafty. We said it before. Obviously, Chris Bosh is now off the books, mm-hmm. so that's freed up a ton of cash there. Obviously, what are they going to do with Dion Waiters? Um, I really think they should bring him back. I think he's found his spot and his team. Oh, look! When the second sort of half of the year when he was was up and going and like they had their system working like they were one of the sort of scarier teams or like the team that no one really wanted to play and then they made like that 13 game charge or whatever it was it was just insane I think they really need to upgrade the four spot in their team Um, James Johnson did a great job but I feel like his presence on the bench would probably benefit them more than as in a starting role Um, who you go after that then becomes do they do they do they attack the the trade market or do they look to to sign because i mean gordon hayward has also been floated around the miami organization uh, it, it not uh, officially or anything but everyone's sort of saying they have this this cap room that it might be an appealing destination for him it's miami it's south florida the, the tax, tax breaks like exactly. the, you know they, they probably would be or there should be prospects looking at 
um, trying to get into there. The east is a little bit weaker. Well, that's it. And they were they were only just just outside of of making the uh, the playoffs, and they have, you know, they still have a first round draft pick, which they could, you know, pick up someone in the what were they fourteenth or yeah, something? Yeah, so they're still about. pretty so, high. Like there'll probably be someone who slides. Mm. Um, the other one as well as where we haven't really gone yet is Blake Griffin. Yep. Well, that was the thing. So I was like sort of thinking the teams. Miami was, was one that, that's obviously thinking about making a move. If the Knicks can somehow talk Mello into being moved, then they obviously should try and make that of trade. Of course, yes. Um, the the Clippers are another one. Minnesota seems to be somewhere that people are saying they should maybe look to see if they can get anything for Ricky Rubio or if they can get that extra sort of piece. Like, I know I saw briefly something about uh, Butler... And some of and their assets being sort of, of like course. shifted because you know, Tibbs. do they want to? Yeah, do they want to stay with with Levine? And they've got like a they've got the number seven pick in the draft, and they've got, as I said, Ricky Rubio before, so they could potentially be a team that that makes a move. The Lakers, do the Lakers make a move, or do they just sort of sit on their hands and and wait and see what happens? The Lakers need to move Mozgov and Deng off their books. Well, that's the thing; they've got these these contracts which are not ideal they've seemingly got a couple of assets they've got jordan clarkson on a reasonable contract but if they're going to go after lonzo ball then they're kind of stacking their guards and and he does not he doesn't become sort of like a feature and he still probably has some value to a team like he, he might not be an, an all-star player but he could still be serviceable for oh absolutely for i think team. and like the team I that know, i think of i know i, I do like jordan clarkson <laughs> I, I think he's he's uh just a solid player. Um, the team I think of where a lot of uh, I think GM should try and approach is Brooklyn because they're not really in a anything situation. So if they can dump a bad contract on Brooklyn and give them a draft pick, I don't think that Brooklyn says no. Well, they've, they don't have anyone to pay other than... Well, that's it. Like, I would, I would take Deng. Yeah. And, you know, and a draft pick as well. All of a sudden, I'm back in the draft and mm. I've got like a two time All Star. Well, the Lakers also won't have probably a pick next year. Well, yeah, because it's probably going. So, unless it hits that uh, protected. Well, then, it, yeah, it turns into Sacramento. Sacramento's pick, but yeah. still, like, they've given up that basically. So, I mean, the Lakers are kind of like, they need to do this now. And then with Paul George obviously saying that he wants to go back home, like, that's their other alternative. But is then if, say, Boston make a push and, and get him, is he then just going to turn around in a year and say, I'm going to go to LA when Boston may be building something now? The yeah, Lakers, I like, don't see him going to Boston. They're in a, a weird situation. And then the other one, I guess, is is Phoenix. They've got a lot of assets and they might... Uh, there's a lot of talk that they try and want to move up to, to maybe go after to Lonzo. They've got, you know, like a whole bunch of... You know, they've got... Bledsoe, they've got Knight still. Uh, Bender, they've got um, Chris. Chris. Uh, they've got a lot of assets as well. They've got you know decent draft picks. Do they want to see if they can try and get uh, an all-star caliber player to boost, to go alongside with, um, yeah, with what they've got going on, Devin Booker and, and that at the moment. So that's another team that I think should should be seeing if they can, can make moves as well. I think this is the thing, like, I think there's going to be, you know, a lot of rumblings, like, the, the the storms approaching before the draft. I think when the draft's happened, it's just going to go crazy. I do feel this is the year where 
there will be a lot of moves made, not yep. like the big build up and then like, you know, just the soft little, you know, creak of, you know, Taj Gibson goes yeah. to the Bulls. The Bulls, <laughs> sorry. From the Bulls to um, OKC. OKC. <clears throat> for, I mean, that's, yeah, useless there's, people. There's plenty of, like, OKC, is, is, that, is that a team that, that needs something else to... OKC need to re-sign Westbrook to a long deal. Mm. If they don't, get rid of him and restart it because you already lost. You already lost um, Durant. You've already gave up the beard. Um, You gave up Serge. If you can't lock him in, just turn him into assets. That's what they need to do. Like just period. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of teams at the moment that. You would you could make arguments for that they should make these moves and they should try and do this, get out of this contract, try and uh, reset in a way. And then the team that we're not talking about is probably going to make the best decision of all, and that's the Spurs, and they're just going to somehow get Chris Paul or something <laughs> like that, and we're just going to be like, oh, how did we not see that? But then again, it's the Spurs. Do you reckon they? it's like just Popovich goes there in the meeting and like sits down, and Chris Paul will just be like looking at him really eagerly, <laughs> and then Pop will just be like, come on. <laughs> and that's it, signed. Probably, to be honest with you, yeah. he, he he'll probably I'd just sign with him. I reckon the 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 pop move would be he'll probably like bring someone along, to, like Tim Duncan or someone like that. because yeah. he'd be like, "Yo, Tim, I know you. There's a hot sale on it that uh, <laughs> Navy or whatever. <laughs> just come with me, and uh, we've got like a little bit of a meeting. Yeah, uh, and then you know." Kawhi will just be standing there quietly and and he'll just like hold up his hand and he'll have five rings on it and then CP will be like, I want one of them. And then he'll just be like, he'll just wave at him to come over sort of like rock style. Oh, damn. And then, and then, yeah. Well, that's it as well. It'll be like Tim Duncan will be, it was great and I really miss it. And then Kawhi's going to be like, yes, sir. It's uh, it's just really, uh, I, I have a good good time here it's and it's, like you know then he's gonna get his beat up pickup and just go back home and you know play with his rubik's cube which yeah. would be oversized <laughs> because he's got such ginormous hands because Kawhi is just a totally different like animal in the nba yeah. and he is probably one of my favorites because of it oh he has to be like he's not like outlandish or anything and favorites he's like, just yeah there's there's no way that you can actually i don't there's not really a way that you can i think just hate on Kawhi Leonard no. because he does everything right yep he is one of the best if not the best two way player get, yeah okay I'll give you that I think he overtook Jimmy this year yeah he did um, I, I still thought Jimmy was the best uh, last year um, but like some of these plays that he made in even in the finals mm. where like it's just coast to coast like pinning the block um, against the, ball, uh, the board and then down the other it's just unbelievable what he does yeah there's a, there's a reason why Zaza stepped under in when he was shooting. Yes. Because. Because why? Because it would have been more of a series if Kawhi <laughs> had played rather than him not playing. What was it? What did I say? That's right. Like, you know, Steve Girth had the conversation in the huddle. It's like, okay, Zaza, don't, don't hurt Kawhi. <laughs> and then it's just that look. And mm. Zaza just gives that nod. Mm. And that was it. Yeah. Stupid Zaza with his stupid Georgia flag <laughs> after the finals. He doesn't deserve that. I was so glad to like to, to uh, send that to you. Oh, it's irritating. <laughs> but the reason why I say that I bring up the Spurs like that is because obviously Tony Parker's got what one year left, I think, and he won't be back by Ginobili. Mm, unlikely, I yeah. think. Uh, Ginobili, obviously, we we assume 
that yeah. he's gone. It was kind of like Tim Duncan, like it it finished, and then everyone was kind of like expecting, like, oh yeah, he's going to come yeah, back it for wasn't, one more. It, surely it wasn't. Well, it, it wasn't like the Kobe Bryant. I announced my retirement, and then I have this big parade around the league. Tim Duncan was kind of like finish the season, and then I'll just not just not come back, and then. Pat, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, Patty Mills is yep. a free agent as well, obviously. Um, so depends to see what they've, they're they going to do there. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a big move. Yeah, um, I'll second that. Mm. Looking forward to also seeing how the draft unravels later in the week. Might have a few updates uh, prior to that and then post that as well. But uh, yeah, I think we'll, we'll leave it there for now. Yes. All um, right. Thank you for having me on. This was great. Anytime. Um, hopefully people find this somewhat entertaining um, and maybe just a little sprinkling of some sort of insight. Absolutely. Yeah. If you like what you hear, stay tuned. There should be more. And uh, yeah, until next time. See you later. Catch ya. Thanks again for joining us on the Adapted Hoops podcast. If you like what you heard, give us a rate and subscribe. And yeah, stay tuned for more content in the near future. Catch you next time. See ya.